and welcome to this week's Dreamers Manual podcast. Now, before we get started, a couple of things. First, I am so, so grateful that you're here and spending time with me. The ability to do this and connect with you guys in this way and share information in a way that's so fun and authentic to me is something that I would never take for granted. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Now, second, if you have any small children, especially, I am just sending you so much love because at least here in the States, this cold and flu season has just absolutely (laughs) annihilated us. I feel like somebody in my house has been sick, substantially sick. I don't even know. It feels like September, but maybe since October. And it's not like everybody gets sick all at once. It's this like one week somebody's sick, the next week someone else is sick. And I just think about how if I had a traditional nine to five job, there's no way they would have fired me by now because I would have missed between my sickness and my kid's sickness just in like November alone. I would have missed the entire month. I couldn't have gone in anywhere. I was needed somewhere else. It would just be so tough. So I just want to say how grateful I am to have created this space and to be doing this and to have that flexibility because being able to work from home is something that I definitely don't take for granted. So this podcast, I was almost not going to record. I have to say I'm a little bit torn about it because this time of year is when you see so many of this type of podcast coming out, how I plan my year end. Um, how to plan to have the most successful 2023 ever, all those types of really great titles and um, probably really great ideas also in those episodes. But I wanted to share a technique that I use in my own business that I feel like is a little more organic. It's a little more gentle and it's something that just really works for me. So if that sounds interesting to you, you're definitely in the right place. I want to say this isn't necessarily the process I do with my clients. This is personal to me, certainly with clients and depending on where they're at in their business, we can go through as their OBM, I can lead a very structured recap of the year and we can do planning like a 12 month planning. I have the tools to be able to do that. It's just not what I have found works best for my business and my life. So first I want to share the inspiration. This is a structure that I've sort of honed over the last five years of doing business, but it's been heavily influenced by really three different places. And if you've listened before, you might've heard me use some of these names. Um, There is a coach named Ange Peters, and she has a program called Beautiful Life Lab. And ultimately I started with a structure. It used to be a free program. Now I think it's like maybe a hundred dollars a year she charges for people to be part of, but she walks you through some of the things I'm going to talk about coming up. And when I didn't have a structure or a way to plan, this was really helpful to me to sort of follow along with the scaffolding she built until I was able to walk into, you know, a hybrid of work, but what a hybrid of what worked best for me. The other tool I've used over the last two years is a product created by Mimi and Alex Icon. They have the business called Intelligent Change, and they're the creators of the five minute journal. If you guys have heard of that and they do, they have this product and I think it's something like a year end review product. I'll link these things by the way, down below in the show notes, but the year in review 
is ask really insightful and helpful questions. So I could start to think about how my year went, what I would do different, celebrating those things that happened. It's just a good tool of reflection that I do like to use at the end of the year. And then the concepts from Kate Northrup's book, Do Less, specifically about seasonal living and leaning into what that looks like for your life and your business really influences sort of, for me, taking the pressure off of myself in winter. I know that there are some people who like to do their whole year in planning in July or different times of the year. I think that's a great idea if that's what works for you. I find that winter, December for me, it's not when I have my most creativity, where I have my most energy, and typically where I have all the downloads of what I want to do for the next year. So using those three things and sort of mushing them together and adding a little sprinkle of my own stuff is how I've come to what I now do for my, what I consider sort of my new year planning. So the first thing I do when I'm starting to think about planning is consciously simplifying. So what I mean by that is I'll go through and whether it's by week or for me, I just have a list of these things. I've done them enough that I know when the inspiration strikes and I want to be on my phone or my computer uh, doing these things, then I can look and see, you know, what still needs to be done and what hasn't been done. But I think that the amount of inputs we take in can significantly affect so many things in our lives not only take away our time, but also our happiness. And what we're seeing when we get online, is it a reflection of things that bring us joy and inspiration? Or is it sort of chipping away at our self-esteem or our mental health or getting us upset, anything like that? So what I like to do before any planning is take all those things that I've accumulated digitally and sometimes physically and start to go through them. So first emails, we just had big shopping days here in the United States. We had Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and people that you don't even remember, you subscribe to their list. A lot of times we'll send you emails during this month of November and sometimes December too, depending on what they're selling. So I use that as an opportunity to, in the moment, unsubscribe from email lists that I'm not interested in, that don't serve me, that just places where I don't want to be connected. There are ways you can do this. You know, if you have a virtual assistant, you could throw all these in a folder that says unsubscribe and they can go through. I find for me doing it right then in the moment and just having it done is the best way to do it. And I'll go in with that intention of not only cleaning my email box, um, especially my personal one, but unsubscribing at the same time from things that I'm no longer aligned to. Then my phone. This is something that I really did in a big way probably two years ago, and I really haven't detoured too far from it. But I organized my phone very specifically into like folders. I think that's what you call it. I have iPhone. And so I put all of my money, financial stuff in a folder. I put what I called, I can't remember at the time, I might have called it like free time or wasting time, something like that. They gave my brain like a little trigger or a little something to think about before I clicked into all those social apps. 
have a work folder, basically have a very simplified home screen where everything lives on one page. It's like that first thing I log into. I don't have apps or things on other pages. I took off all those apps that I wasn't using that was taking up space, just basically cleared the clutter off of my phone. So it was very uplifting and simplified and not distracting when I logged onto it. Then I looked at my calendar. So I think there's a couple ways you can go about cleaning up your calendar. First of all, do you have appointments or standing meetings or things that don't need to be there, that don't need to be in that frequency, that need to be adjusted, that the time doesn't work for you anymore? I think that's one way to look at your calendar. And I definitely recommend doing it if you haven't done it for a while. Also, I like to think about where I can block off time, especially if you're going to take any time off, you know, let your clients know at the beginning of December what time you're going to take off for the rest of the year. And if you don't have things on your calendar that you're happy about or excited about, I would encourage you to think about what those things are and maybe adding those things in. Something that two years ago wasn't on my calendar was time with my friends. It was just connection time where we could be together, whether it was being creative or doing things like hikes or anything like that, where I had that time blocked off at least on a bi-monthly basis, if not a weekly basis. And I have to say those are some of my most joyful and powerful appointments that I have on my calendar every week. And by putting it in the calendar, nothing else can be put on top of it. I have a, you know, an auto scheduler. I used Upsado. So people can, you know, find my link or I can send them my link and they could book appointments. But if I have things blocked out on my calendar, they can't book things out on top of other stuff. And that's important to me to make sure that it's a priority and it's a priority because it's in the calendar. You can also use techniques that if you want to have spaces of time to get things done. For example, I have a block of time set aside on Friday. That's my business admin day. So if I need to get caught up on my finances and sort of allocating where, you know, the expenses of the week went, paying any bills, organizing something in my ClickUp, whatever it might be, I have that time set on my calendar. So if there are gaps or things missing on your calendar, whether that's personal or business, I encourage you to think about when might work for you to have that appointment and then plugging that in. Not that it can't move if it doesn't work, but at least setting that intention that you want that time on your calendar. And this could also include vision time for you content creation time, whatever it might be. And this practice can certainly move into your home. And by practice, I mean the simplification of, you know, all the things that we've accumulated throughout the year. You can start going through and doing this in your bathroom, your closet, your kitchen, wherever you feel inspired and led. You can have a little list of rooms in your house and sort of check them off as you go through it. I personally love to put on a good podcast or they have these knitting YouTube shows where people talk about what they've made and what they plan on making, what they have in progress. I really like those. So it's perfect for me to put on and do a little bit of that clearing of space. So again, the goal with this is to simplify and make sure that the inputs you coming in are really bringing you joy and value. And I tell you, when you do this with things like your Instagram account, recently I went through and cleaned up my personal account. I followed a lot more knitting accounts because at the at this time, that's what's really bringing me not only joy, but inspiration. And now when I log in, I don't see things that I don't want to see. It's always really exciting. It's like a treat. 
but not just a dopamine hit, but like a real inspiration and treat to see what people are creating and to follow the creators that I do. I enjoy that experience so much now where I wasn't enjoying it as much before I did that. So think about all the places where you spend time in digital media and really it doesn't take that long, but spend a few minutes, mark those things off and get that space cleared out. Now, you guys, if you've listened before, (laughs) overlaying all of this, I am encouraging you to do a time study. And if you're, especially the first couple weeks of December, if your last couple weeks look a little bit different, if you follow any of the holidays, then maybe that's not the best time to do it. But if you're listening to this and resonating with it, at least pick a date and time that you're going to do it. And, you know, I have that template. You can certainly search on Google. There's lots of great templates. I'll link mine in the show notes, but go through and see where you're spending your time. This is just information. It's just for you to do what you will with. Just have that information. I guarantee you, you're going to benefit from it. So then part two of this process is reflection. Now, I like to reflect again with that end of the year planner from Intelligent Change, just because I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Some of the questions they ask in that planner are things like, what are you grateful for? What were your happiest moments of the past year? What were your most meaningful lessons of the year? Have you moved closer to a major life goal? What are your personal accomplishments? What are your professional accomplishments? Is there anything that you'd like to leave behind in this past year? So it's just some prompts and things to get you thinking um, and celebrating because I think that's equally important. But a lot of times when we write stuff down, we can say, okay, I want more of this or I want to move to this faster or this doesn't really mean anything to me anymore and I would like to leave it behind. All of that is valid. It's just information that you're going to take then into your future planning. For me, I also like to think about my hobbies. I really enjoy the hobbies that I have. And let's say like my main two hobbies are reading and knitting. So I like to think about, am I reading the books I want? Am I, do I have the space and time to do that reading? Do I want more of it? Do I want less of it? Is what I'm creating bringing me joy? Do I need different things in my wardrobe? Is there something that I want to create that I'm not? All things like that are things that I ask about my personal hobbies as well. Now, if and only if I want to plan at the time when I'm doing these other things, these can be done separately. And for me, a lot of times they are done separately. I'm consciously simplifying and reflecting for usually, if not the whole month, at least the beginning of the month. And then I hold for myself the intention really gently that I'm interested in what's coming. And I would like to plan that if that feels good in the moment. I do not believe in forcing yourself to plan just because there's a specific date on the calendar or people are telling you that you should. I think that planning like this won't be authentic to your business. And if you crave authenticity, creativity, and inspiration, and you think those are ingredients of a successful business, I urge you to also lean into those things. And sometimes that means going into January 1st without your next six or 12 months planned out, gasp. Now, if you want to know what to do next, but you don't, let me give you a couple ideas about how to get there. And then I also will talk about what to do if you don't feel like planning at all. So if you want to do some planning, 
but you're like, I don't know exactly what, when, where, how. There's a lot of ways to do this, right? But here's what I do. I pick one to two goals per category and I use four categories. I use work, like professional life, business, health, self, and relationships. And I say one to two goals because this is not, you don't want to be overwhelming. Certainly you can brainstorm. You might have 10 different things that you would like to do for your health. But ultimately, I think simplifying and picking one, maybe two is really what's going to take you to the goal line and actually achieving those things. Worst case scenario, you knock everything off of your list in six months and you have to do this again in the summer. That's fine. But I'd rather plan really authentically to where I was at than just make stuff up and put it on a list just to say I did it. And so if you do this and you kind of brainstorm and you're still not quite sure what would go in each of those categories, I think you can do a couple more things. You could think about your ideal day and really map it out. So like I wake up, this is the time I wake up. My bedroom looks like this. Then I walk down the hall and I do this, like really thinking about what that day would look like for you. And that's going to give you clues about where the gaps are and how your current day looks and how your ideal day would look. And then also vision boarding. I feel like it's not talked about very often and maybe people think it's a little passe, but I do think there's a value in taking that time and whether this is digitally like on Canva or physically going through and finding words, images, pictures, physical things that you would like to bring into your life in the next year and start to put those together. And I think you'll have not only identified things that you want more of, but also groupings of things can give you clues about what you really want to create or bring into this next year. And I know for me, the gap was always with vision boarding People would spend all this time and they'd create the vision board and then what happens is it gets put in a closet and just put away and not used. I think where you can really use a vision board as a tool, I have mine on my desktop actually on my home computer, but two things. I want you to look at your vision board every day and really think about those things that you put on there and also identifying the feeling that you want to have And also tuning into the feeling that you believe you'll have when you have that thing. For example, if I didn't have a car and I put a car in my vision board, I would think about the freedom I would feel, the wind blowing through my hair when I was driving down the road in the car, being able to carpool with friends and the joy and the laughter that came from it. Like really think about those things on your vision board and bring up those feelings in yourself. I think you'll be really happy and surprised about the results you can get when you use it as a tool instead of like something you do once and put to the side. Now, those were things that I would do if you had some ideas or you felt really motivated to think about what's coming in the new year. What if you don't? What if you're exhausted? What if you're in the midst of like sickness and you can't ever imagine everybody in your house being well again? Or you just don't have like, I don't know what I want to do. I have not one single clue. That's completely okay. It's not abnormal. And I would encourage you to really trust that feeling. It might feel scary going into the new year without your goals and your plans set. And it's okay to be scared. It's okay to do things differently. I just want to encourage you not to force things through. I think a lot of times if we give ourselves that permission 
you'll have some ideas probably what you would like to do at least for January. I would say, and I'll link this podcast episode in the show notes, but I did an episode where I talked about how I was planning in my business and these eight week cycles, which basically are a week of planning, six weeks of implementation, and then a week completely off from that planning and work, that celebration, you know, whether you take time off or or just don't jump headfirst into the next projects. I think that can be an answer if you don't want to plan out or know what you want to do for the whole year. For me, I could say for my business right now, I think about my marketing. So, you know, social media, podcast, reels, that sort of thing, my clients, and then my courses, my higher, higher pants on fire, the no sweat SOPs. I could think about those three categories and probably also add in like digital organization or any projects we want to do, you know, within the business, whether that involves our SOPs or Google or any system swap overs, things like that. So I would think about it in those ways and decide what are two to three things I wanted to tackle in a six week period and just call that good enough for now if I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So if I were going to summarize this episode, I would say number one, be easy with yourself. Your planning doesn't have to and probably shouldn't look like everyone else's. As I said before, if you follow someone else's planning and you love it or their structure, I think that's completely okay. I certainly have until I started to find my own rhythms and what I was really gaining from the process and what I could leave and, or, you know, maybe add something else in. Number two, don't force your answers. Don't plan like above when you're being easy with yourself. Don't say I have to come up with my next three months plans. I have to know exactly what I'm going to be doing, you know, for the next year in my business. I don't think that's true. And I don't think you need to do that to be successful. Third, look for those clues, whether that's clues of things that, you know, you get that energy drop and you're like, oh, I never want to do that again. Or when you see a client's name pop up, maybe you have that feeling or things that have really brought you a lot of joy that you want to do more of, look for those clues and it'll be pretty apparent. And then your mind will automatically start working on how to bring more of that into your life and business. And then fourth is really freaking rest. Whether it's in December or whether it's, you know, planned at certain intervals throughout the year, Give yourself permission to be fully, fully disconnected and rest, whether that's in your business or as much as you can in your life. I firmly believe this is something we all need and it's magic like when you're able to actually give yourself permission to rest, fully rest, like not having your mind just beat you up about you know, all the things you feel like you should be doing and all those social obligations or business emails or whatever it is that you're, you feel like you have to be doing in that moment, set up some way that you can actually get some deep rest. And it's amazing how the creativity and the answers, the things you're looking for all start to flow again once you've had that deep rest. And sometimes that rest can be a week, a day, sometimes it's months. And of course, I'm not saying shut your business down if you feel just like resting and not doing anything, but I do think we have to honor that and give ourselves as much of that as we can in real life to fill our cup and just know that it's not going to last forever. If you are that like a bone weary and tired, that's not your state forever. That's just a season. And frankly, you get through that season faster 
by really leaning into it and giving yourself what you need instead of fighting it because that's not real rest. You're just going to prolong the period that you might not be enjoying. So I hope this was helpful, you guys. I would love to know from you if you're planning for the new year, how you're planning. You know, I always love it when you come over to Instagram. I'm at OBM, and we can talk about all of those things. I also just uploaded a bunch of new moose pictures this morning. So expect some moose reels coming up in December. If you like that sort of thing, come check it out. And don't forget in the show notes below is linked my dream team starter kit. And that has that time study in there. It helps you get really clear about your vision and your values. So whether you're bringing on team, you have a team now, or you just want to get a little more clear and focused in your business, it's a great tool to use. It's completely free. You can check it out. And it's also linked in my bio and Instagram. So I adore you guys. I hope you have the most magical December yet. And I'll see you in the next episode. 